Welcome to the ISA's Arborviews podcast, a series bringing you conversations with researchers and tree care experts about current issues in arboriculture. Here with me in this episode is ISA Certified Arborist and Assistant Professor of Biology at Blue Ridge Community College, Mr Joe Murray. Joe talks to me today about tree biology and more specifically the path that carbon and nitrogen follow through the tree. I'm sure most arborists have a basic understanding of how trees function, but by focusing specifically on the path of carbon and nitrogen travelling through the tree, what more can we learn about these elements and functions? There's more carbon and nitrogen being released into the environment, and in order to anticipate what that means to the tree, we need to first understand what carbon and nitrogen is doing in the tree right now, how it enters the tree, how it moves around, and how they're stored. And how is nitrogen vital to the trees in their various functions? Nitrogen is really important in uh, the tree making amino acids. And amino acids are, of course, what makes up proteins. So nitrogen plays a role in the production of chlorophyll, hormones, and even uh, DNA. And how will a better understanding of the carbon cycle within the tree lead to a better overall approach to tree care? Uh, On a couple scales, uh, you can look at a community and find that there's places in a community or municipality where it's a carbon source, and it could be uh, an industry, it could be a vehicle with carbon coming out of the uh, tailpipe. And then there's going to be carbon sinks in that community, like cemeteries, where you have a lot of trees there to sequester the carbon. Same thing with the tree. You could look at it at another scale, where carbon could be actively uh, sequestered as photosynthates in foliage, and then translocated to another place in the tree where it's going to be stored. How often do you think that tree care professionals and researchers should get back to basics and refresh their understanding of these processes and anatomical features? Well, you could ask a professional athlete that question. I think they would say you do it all the time. Uh, I would recommend that arborists purchase uh, a new book once or twice a year and actually read it and uh, keep up with arborist news. There's plenty of tree biology in that. Um, The Urban Forestry Journal... And uh, trying to go to a conference, if not a regional one, at least an international one, once a year. And in what ways does regularly re-examining the physiological process of a tree improve a professional's ability to administer and complete their care? I would say uh, knowing when to do less. We seem to be really quick to fertilize, really quick to prune. Uh, And sometimes I fear that these decisions are made based on business, more so than the tree's biology. If we understand the, the hormones and how they move around in the tree and what they're doing, we can work with them as opposed to imposing our will on the tree and uh, practicing tree care without being aware of what's happening inside the tree. And uh, pruning, especially heavy pruning, can influence movement of things like starch within the tree? Yeah, and I would first I would question why is heavy pruning being perf- performed? That's an example of knowing our limitations. It's not a sustainable solution if the tree was growing into a power line or into a building. You'd be better off with a, a different tree there. But if the heavy pruning was performed, uh, it would be particularly harmful to uh, conifers because they store a lot of their carbon in branches. So if the branches are being pruned off, they've got a problem right off the bat. And also heavy pruning is going to deplete the stored carbon starch in the roots. And what carbon is there is going to be needed for uh, sealing the wounds and uh, other defense mechanisms. And have you noticed any changes in tree care management in recent years? Um, Yes and no. I I think I see a divergence going on uh, 
people who do keep up with journals and going to conferences practicing one type of tree care, and then people that uh, don't, you know, who have avoided education, practicing another kind of tree care. And uh, it's really tough on the public to decide what is correct when everybody has expert in the name of their company. Um, So uh, I'm I'm glad with all the certifications that we have going on. I really think it helps to protect the public and municipalities. Okay, well, thank you, Joe, for joining us today, and uh, good luck with training the arboricultural people and community, and thanks for listening to Arborview. (music) 